Hello, and welcome to the Buildings Podcast, an Endeavor business media production. Join us on the first and third Monday of every month as we explore trending topics in the built environment. I'm Janelle Penny, Editor-in-Chief of Buildings Magazine, and today I'm here with Mark Raymond, Jr. He's a disability advocate and the founder of the Split Second Foundation, and today we're going to talk about what the building industry can do to make commercial buildings more inclusive and adaptive. Mark, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation. So, Mark, let's start by talking about the Split Second Foundation and the work it's doing in the building space. What does the foundation do? So we've been focused on breaking physical, societal, and research barriers for people dealing with disability. Um, what we do specifically in the building space and advocacy around accessibility in commercial spaces is trying to give as many people as possible that are able-bodied uh, the opportunity to what I call roll with me in a manual wheelchair and experience the built environment in a manual wheelchair for themselves. Uh, and I'll tell you, it's it's been remarkable to see the reactions of some of some of the folks that have done it with us. Great. Now, I read a statistic that there are about 61 million Americans who are living with a disability of some kind. And I know the term disability obviously covers a lot of different experiences, but in general terms, what are some of the most common challenges that people with disabilities might encounter when they're navigating a commercial building? Lack of accessible entrances, uh, lack of parking and drop-off zones. Um, and a lot of times, the way that our commercial spaces are designed, they weren't designed using universal principles. So um, there are a lot of just inherent barriers that are unnecessary, quite honestly. I think a lot of us able-bodied people have assumed that the passage of the Americans with Disabilities Act, ADA, took care of a lot of these problems, but I was really surprised to find out some basic things are still an issue, like, for example, ramps being too steep to comply with ADA, or even the simple fact that automatic door openers aren't a building standard. So what are some of the more frequent issues that you're seeing out there? Same. Ramps being too steep, um, historic buildings that got grandfathered in so they didn't have to comply with the ADA. And I think the biggest one is the ADA was a great first step, right? But it's 33 years old. It hasn't been substantively updated. And a lot of times what we're seeing from the design and build perspective is that people are just checking boxes uh, when it comes to ADA compliance and not thinking about the functionality of these spaces for people with disabilities. A great example of that, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've gone into a hotel, gotten an ADA room, uh, get into the ADA bathroom, and the shower is designed so that the bench is on one side, the knobs are on the other, and if you're sitting on the bench, you can't reach the knobs or the shower head. Um, it, it's, it's little things like that. We've covered a lot of ground so far when it comes to problems that a lot of existing buildings have. What are the risks of having these problems? Certainly you're risking upsetting people who would like to patronize your business, but what are some of the other dangers for building owners and operators? Uh, well, there are legal ramifications. I think a lot of times um, lawsuits end up moving uh, a lot of these ADA compliance and functionality issues forward. 
there's always the customer service angle and that being an issue, right? And a challenge for businesses not being inclusive and not thinking inclusively. Uh, I think those are the biggest two risks associated with the lack of um, accessibility in spaces. So what would you like building owners and operators to know about making commercial buildings more inclusive and adaptive? What are some of the potential solutions out there? Uh, anytime um, a space is being redesigned, right? Like I, I, I see this a lot in New Orleans. You know, every five or 10 years, these hotels are, are renovating, office spaces are renovating, but they aren't bringing people with disability to the table on the design and, and build side. You know, so having simply having a voice at the table to help you, you know, with the planning process, with the implementation of um, how we are checking the boxes for ADA compliance is huge. Another big one, I think, is educating um, young architects and students on universal design principles and having them lean more heavily on that, because at some point in life, I think we all will face disability. Uh, and and so that ensures that these building owners uh, are having more intentional thought to accessibility. Um, a, a big one that I always see is accessible entrances, right? Like just having a automatic door at the front of, you know, class A office buildings makes a world of difference. Making sure your elevators and your lifts are functioning properly making sure the accessible restroom is actually accessible. Um, and then when you, I like how you framed uh, that there are range of disabilities, even light and color contrast can be a challenge for some people. So making sure that your architects understand um, that balance in the accessibility conversation. And the biggest one, the absolute biggest one, technology is changing so rapidly. Right? How are architects, civic planners, developers um, really ensuring that they have the best assistive technology integration into projects as they are ongoing? Where can people learn more about the Split Second Foundation? You can learn about us at splitsecondfoundation.org, our website, uh, or we are very active on social media, Facebook and Instagram specifically. Uh, so the, the, the handle for that, our username is Split Second Foundation. Um, and I would encourage all of your listeners to sign up to be on our email list uh, and, and receive the newsletter that we put out regularly talking about accessibility challenges and some of the solutions that we see both on the, uh, the commercial side and the residential side. Sounds great. Mark, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. This is a great conversation. And thanks to all of you for listening to this episode of the Buildings Podcast. Hit that subscribe button and join us again next time to hear another episode. And check out the show notes on our website for extra resources related to this podcast. You can also stay up to date with Buildings by following us on social media, visiting our website at buildings.com, and signing up for our newsletter, The Buildings Buzz, to keep up with all things buildings. We'll see you next time.